process podcast episode 263 mm. and we finally made it to friday it's finally friday it's finally friday it's big nirvana music day you joined into the discord chat and you had like seven cues of the same nirvana song going i was i was trying to get the um like the full live show the mpv unplugged like show playing oh yeah and every time yeah. i entered it it was the live show but it would just be one of the songs and not like the whole thing oh. and it just changes every time you're like okay so you're just picking at random jesus it's weird because i feel like i've watched the the unplugged concert in full on youtube i thought so right i must i think it yeah. exists cause i feel like i've seen it as well so i don't know i just didn't pick it up i guess maybe it's been taken down since last time we watched it maybe like with the the kid or the baby who is now not a baby, who is now an adult male. Mm. Maybe with him like suing Nirvana or the record See, label or whoever so. he's suing. I wouldn't think it would make a difference. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't think so, but YouTube's pretty weird for what they are. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, you never know. I mean I've definitely I've def I've I've watched it a hundred and ten percent. I think confirmed. it's just rhythm on Discord being tedious. Yeah, well, like the other day, we tried to get it to work and it just didn't. So, yeah, that's an example of of poor UX UI, I think. Yeah, where Discord like, it won't work, but it won't even tell you why. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, there's an error, but like, what is the error? That yeah. would be greatly appreciated to know. Speaking of UX UI, the brain station thing that we've spoken about a few times in in passing in the last couple of weeks. That's wrapping up in the first week of October. So I was talking to Sharon, good old Share Bear, the other day. Mm. Um, and I was like, uh, he wished me a happy birthday. And I was like, bro, I miss you. Thank you, but I miss you. When, when, when are we going to all hang out again? And he goes, I'm done Brain Station on October 4th or something like that. And I think that's been, seems like that's taking up more time than Offsite ever took up. It seems wow. like it's feel it seems like it's a full time gig, but I don't know. Um could just be Sharon being lazy. I was gonna say it's also procrastinating. You're, you're comparing work. people to your time management <laughs> organizational fucking Google. Yeah, which is not which is not which is level. not fair. Yeah, so that's unfair. Um but Sharon said that once he's done, he'll come on the pod and he'll talk about it and share his experience. And he goes, Man, we gotta go for drinks after. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not going for drinks after. We're drinking during, before, yeah. during, and after. All the good. drinks, all the time. I'm here for it. I'm around for it. Sharon likes beer. He's a big beer guy. Yeah. So that's the plan for in a month, basically. That's what that's going to be. Mm. And then Stephen, uh, chat to Stephen sometime next week, I think. I'm pretty stoked about little Stephen, Stephen Bacawi. Yeah, it'd be cool to talk to, talk to Stephen again. He's done a lot of stuff since, I don't know whether it's his girlfriend or, or who it is. It's definitely not his sister. I hope it's not his sister. <laughs> but he sent me a Snapchat the other day. He's like going downtown and there's like this cute girl with him. And I'm like, good for you, bro. 
I really hope it's not his sister now that I say that. That's what you got to open up with before. Don't ask him beforehand and open it up and be like, so that's, he's the cute girl. And then really like, hope not. It's just like, or maybe hope so with his sister. Cause that'd be kind of hilarious, but Steven becomes my brother-in-law. <laughs> hey, that'd be, that'd be pretty sick. You, me and Steven would all be brother-in-laws. And you're that the one with a- two, two wives. Not at the same time, because that's illegal, isn't it? I think so, still. Polygamy? Polygamy is illegal in Canada, as far as I'm aware. Right. I feel like that's something we need to fact check just for the isn't sake of case anyone... Isn't it kind of weird anyone... that like, that's Ill- someone just decided that that was illegal? Probably because yeah. that was... That law, I imagine, was probably made way back when, like... The church had a lot more influence over, over, over state, right? Over laws, and that probably went against the whole Christianity thing. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's legal, but like, it seems like it just a, like, why the fuck is it illegal? Like, who cares? Yeah, it's strange. It, like on like, the government, on the government website, it says polygamous marriages are not legal in Canada and are an and and are an offense under the criminal code of Canada. An offense, but it's like you could technically just do it and not have officially be married, and and it's not an issue. Correct. But trying to do it officially is illegal. It's like what's but the then fucking you're difference? a hoe. Who cares if you? I guess you fucking <laughs> true. It. Oh. Like who cares? Like I don't know. I'm not trying yeah. to be all like social justice warrior or anything, but it's like who actually fucking cares? It's like, why Probab- not? Like why should you be able to a- do that? Like what actually? Does that affect? Yeah. See, I'm not. It's one of those weird laws that I feel like was made like a long time ago, and it was probably like the church has having a big influence. And you look back and you're like, mm. "Who the fuck like cares? <laughs> Who's that? Like, who's yeah. idea? Who like someone just randomly came up with it? That's true, right? Like all laws. I mean, like I guess, that's the same just... thing with a lot of religion, right? Like a lot of the laws and stuff that we have in yeah. place now are. Based on down from religion, yeah, from hundreds of years ago, years ago when church was like the power, right? They had influence over over state, right, over the government. Episode two hundred sixty three: Religion and polygamy. Polygamy should be legal. No, I start the rallies. No, I see someone's going to take that clip, take it out of context, and then screw. Send it. Fair enough. Full send. Zach, what are your what are your thoughts on polygamy? Full send. Full send. Full send. Full send. <laughs> Do you know, I was thinking. I like about... how that all stemmed off of talking to Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's funny. Brutal. I, you know, um, thinking about that day, I was like, man, like, I don't want to be the type of person that like tries to no pr- pressure other people into like making plans. Mm-hmm. But I, I really want Olive to have like another one of those get-togethers like we did last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and then all of us can go see each other. Yes, because she's the person with the biggest backyard exactly. and a pool, exactly, that's, and a seating area, yeah, exactly. and a lawn, exactly. So it's like I don't want to be one of those people that's like, "Hey, I'm on 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 my on your behalf. I'm volunteering you <laughs> as host of yeah. said get together." But also, I do want to be that person because that'd be really fun. I want to be that person, but then I go to send that message, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me just like soften the wording of this a bit so right. it seems like I'm just more inquiring about like, hey, oh, maybe you know maybe everyone should get can... together soon. Yeah, where where yeah. Do you have any ideas of where we could all get together? Wink, wink. Try like, to plan. And then, <laughs> and then the 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 reply is like, oh yeah, we we all totally should. I'm like, a you didn't answer the question. B you didn't yeah. answer the question. Do C know, do you know any cute, cute no. places or any good places we can all hang out? That's you know. Maybe like a big backyard that has a pool and a seating area and nearby the and it's quiet. Like anyone you know and actually you could all come to my place. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just plant the seed. Plant, Try yeah, to well, anyways. Just... Yeah. I've tried that. I miss seeing everyone, to be honest. Oh, same. Without being like same. Trying to invite like twelve people in my house, which wouldn't work. Or like let's all try I mean restaurants still you can't like it's not like 12 of us could go to like a restaurant right now. I don't think so, right? Because uh, it's still mostly patio and then there's a little bit of indoors. But like, I don't know, like is if there's a party size for restaurants. I think it depends on the location largely. Yeah. Like if 12 of us wanted to go somewhere, we'd probably have to call ahead of time and say, there's 12 of us coming. We're all blah, 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 whatever we are. Yeah. But like, because I went before Evelyn went away out east. We went to Jack Astor's, I think, in Barrie. Right. Um, and there was a other group of people there, and it was six people. This is back in June. Keep in mind, early June. Um, and we went there, and uh, the the party of six had to sit at two different tables because they couldn't have more than five at right. one table. So they had to do three and three, which that may happen if we bring 12 people, yeah. we may end up having to do kind of, like six and six, but of, then that kind of ruins the vibe of it. Yeah, anyway. that kind Not of that it ruins it, but it no, takes but away it, from it, it, the purity it kind of, of it. stabs it right in the mm-hmm. good vibe place. Just below the heart, right? Sure. I don't know what I was, you where can, I was thinking, but it was just... I think just know. below the heart, because then you can... You can still get stabbed in what perceives to be the heart, but it will go right through a rib and miss most vital organs. Okay, I think it would Not probably doctor, puncture your lung if it went that far enough. Up. I don't know. I think there, I think there's a place that you could stab. You could put like a knife all the way through your body because it's just going through ribs. As long as it's aligned properly, but right. I'm not sure. I've never tried it on myself or anybody else. It's um, good disclosure, yeah just especially on anyone else just projecting that out into the universe speaking of projection i've uh i'm chatting with maho tomorrow we're doing like a little catch-up thing in the afternoon it's gonna be so cute oh that does actually that is actually a transition that makes sense (laughs) for once finally that actually makes sense so yeah i'm gonna get to chat to maho tomorrow which is nice she's like she's texting me last week and she's like are you available like when are you available? We need to we need to like catch up because I sent her a picture of the the kitten that we got and it was so mm-hmm. super cute. And uh, then she texted back and that's when I was moving all the stuff out of Barry and I was like, not on my phone for like three days straight basically. And I was like, oh, forgot to do a reply. So I finally replied. I was like, apologies. How about we do next Saturday? She was like, lovely. That will be the plan. I said perfect. So yeah, that's tomorrow. And then uh beyond that, not a clue. Mm. 
That's about as far ahead in my life as I've thought. You've got big plans tomorrow, though. You've got an exciting Saturday. Big um, steel wheelie automobile action Ooh. tomorrow. Where are you going? I'm going with good old Mr. Costello. Mr. Costello. To uh, Mo Sport track. Ooh. I think it's probably the, the only, like, certified like recognizes like a worldwide like kind of legit facility track in ontario hmm. there's smaller ones yeah. that are like you know in the middle of a field but like most bar is like actually a it's got the full like pits and facility and everything oh, I, th- wow. I think i've never been to most sport but no. i'm pretty sure i don't know maybe not um but i believe it's like the same event company that puts on like the toronto auto show but because they didn't do that this year um, I think they're doing trying to do this, so there's at least something cool. Um, That's pretty cool. It's like a big car show, I think, with like, and they're doing like taking the cars around the track and everything as well. Oh wow! I think not too. That's sure. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know too much about it. So I was just like, "Oh, you want to go?" I'm like, "Yep, yeah. <laughs> sure." Uh, <laughs> don't need to convince me. Yeah. So yeah, doing that tomorrow. I'm gonna try make that'd be perfect. Cool, cool pictures, possibly. Oh yeah. Are you going to try and shoot stuff like with the intent to use it in graphics? I think every time now I take a picture of something, that's in the back of my mind. Hmm. Like every time I take a picture of something, I'm like, hmm, I could use this in like a poster or like something. I feel like I've got a few photos that I've used or that I've taken recently that I've thought after taking it, like, oh, Zach should make a poster out of this. Hmm. And I've always meant to send them to you. And then I never have some fruit loop. But maybe I'll go through my phone tonight and see on fire some stuff over and let you do some steely wheely automobile posteronies. Hell yeah. Posteronies. I've got so many things already to make posters with and I just haven't got around to do. When are you gonna do it? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> great question. That's the crux of this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think I've gotten out of that slump that I was in that unfocused not being able to focus on anything slump. Oh, yeah. that was pretty short i think slump. yeah it was pretty it felt it was about a week to week and a half like 10 days i think um and yeah i don't know i don't know where it came from i don't know how i the part that frustrates me is i don't know how i got out of it because it just i just existed maybe that's the you point know? maybe you can't force it you just gotta let it run you gotta its get course. Out of your own way. It's like a virus. Maybe you trying yeah. to get out of it is stopping you from getting out of it. Oh shit! So you gotta get out of your own way, and then naturally you'll get out of it. Oh my gosh! The slump is just like your body being, your mind being like, "Yo, you need a fucking break." Are you the Buddha? Maybe I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Another interesting note today. There was uh, today was the commencement ceremony for the offsite summer cohorts, mm-hmm. cohort one and cohort two, um, which is the first time they've ever had two cohorts graduating at the same time, which is all very well, solid, dope, and interesting. Um, so I tuned in on that. Dave Falar was there, so I texted him, and or he texted me and was like, "I see you in the chat." I'm like, "Respect, my boy." fist bump you know did the rad shit and uh 
Joanna. You remember Joanna from two years above us. I think so. Um, in, uh, she was in fourth year when we were in second year. You would, you would recognize her to see her face for sure. I didn't know her. I wouldn't have put a name to a face up until, up until this year, but she was selected out of the people from her cohort to speak about her experience. Um, from like a improvement standpoint and everything, right. which is really good and really interesting to hear about. And an interesting thing struck me where they had a few people speak, like Joanna was one of a few that, that talked, but they all spoke about like a similar mindset that everybody was in and come to think of it, you and I, felt the exact same way around the exact same time, which is partially why this has become a consistent thing, but also why we take this probably more seriously than someone else would was, is because it is like that daily act of creativity, but, and it wasn't Joanna that said this specifically. It was kind of an echoed sentiment among, amongst everybody but it was that like finishing school or finishing the school year into a pandemic and then realizing that finding a job was a not easy but b that simply getting a degree in industrial design isn't necessarily going to guarantee you employ like easy employment mm-hmm. in any way shape or form like and if you want to stand out, just having a degree is not going to help you stand out at all, where maybe 20, 30 years ago it would because it was less prominent from an education standpoint. Um, but the, like the echoed sentiment was that everyone is at home doing their own thing, trying to build their portfolio in their bedroom or at their kitchen table in the dark, and they're wondering if it's done correctly, and they're trying to compress a pdf down to a small size and there's like an overwhelming brooding sense of that nothing is gonna end well in a way in a way which i think a is partially due to the pandemic b partially due to not finding jobs and c partially due to like having to trust your own intuition and not being not being confident in that intuition and when when they were saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's exactly how we felt in like September, October, November, and December, where we're like, we don't know what to do. The and it was hard to hard to be creative in that point in time. It was hard to confidently produce a portfolio that accurately reflects you, the collective person, and just in general, from a mental perspective, an emotional perspective, not from a skill base, but from an emotional perspective, was hard to be an industrial designer more so than ever. It's like a like a creativity mosquito sucking the creativity and the enjoyment mm. of design. Anti-creativity out of mosquito. And yeah, and like the mosquito thing is, a, is an original analogy, as I'm sure you'd be well aware. Yeah. I was going to say leech, but leech sounds real gnarly. 
mosquitoes at yeah. least a bit more approachable. Less gnarly. Um, but I was shocked like how many people related to that sentiment and the fact that we spoke about this in early days of just like not feeling it at all, which is why we started doing this and that became a place to talk about it. And I think it it was through doing the podcast that we realized what we were dealing with from a sense of having like creative energy sucked out of us right. in a way. Um, I don't think we would have necessarily just realized it on our own. I think as a, as an individual, you don't realize that it's only once you start talking to other people, like, especially for you and me, we're like, Oh yeah, like we do, we are struggling to enjoy this and we are having difficulties like finding motivation to do this stuff. And even though I was working at the time, there was still, I was still coming home and trying to work on a portfolio anyways, or work on a portfolio before going to work because I wanted that creativity, but didn't know how to get it, you know? Yeah. And that was like a collective sentiment that people said they all, like they all had in the last year and a half. Hmm. And that by going through offsite that they were able to kind of come out on the other side of what that is and be more confident in it in a way. So it was just shocking that it was so, um, what's the word? Like communal. Everyone had, was having that shared experience in their own silos of existence. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of those cool things of like, you know, when you feel like you're struggling and you're like, you're like, man, I just must, must suck. Mm -hmm. And then you realize like, or you find out that like everyone's going through the same thing. You're like, wait a second. What? Really? Yeah. So it's not just me, you know? No. There's a collective lack of confidence or a collective fear of not getting a job or a collective, um, you know, fear of not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. Collective feeling of, you know, feeling like they're garbage. <laughs> Just <laughs> inadequacy in general, right? Yeah. Which, when you go back and you think about that, that then reflects something about the way that industrial design is currently being taught in the mass education system, like the the education system as a whole, whether it's Canada, US, overseas, international, whatever, doesn't make a difference because people coming to offsite are coming from all over the place, international, all over. Mm. And if everyone is having like a fragmented version of the same experience all over the world, then maybe something needs to shift. I think oh, definitely. And that shift, I think anyways, from my bias perspective, is this offsite platform, right? Yeah. Because somehow, and it's, I think there's a camaraderie thing in it, and we get the car, you get the camaraderie thing in school, but still feels different in uh, like when I was an offsite, it's even though I never met most of the people, you get used to looking at their face in the Zoom window and everything like that. And uh, like at the end of the 12 weeks, there's this bizarre sense of confidence hmm. that uh, 
that one that is instilled like almost subconsciously. Like J- Dave was telling me today, he had another mentor in this in this cohort of offsite, and and she got a job just at the end of the offsite program. I was like, man, you're two for two. You had me, and then now you, you got go. this other. You got this other girl. So I don't know. I mean, uh, it benefits the both of us to have the industrial design background as it stands and have that piece of paper, have that experience, have the four years there. That's not hurting us in any ways. But maybe it was only like three quarters of the pie but we paid for the full pie yeah that's kind of what it feels like a lot of the time Mm -hmm. i think the problem Mm -hmm. is i think things definitely have to change but what makes it really difficult and really complex is there isn't one problem yeah and there isn't one there isn't one group of people responsible like i think there's really three i think it's the schools the employers and the students, us, yep, collectively, are all to 100%. collectively to blame. And the schools, like we've been saying, like you just said, kind of feels like we paid for the full pie, but only got three quarters, maybe. Um, you know, where there's like one pot piece of pie left after Thanksgiving or something, and it's left in the fridge, and it's been there for a while because you you didn't want to take it right away and like be that person that like takes someone's last yeah. piece, but you also no, don't want to ask because you don't want to remind people that it's Mm -hmm. still there because you want it and then you keep it (laughs) you know me too and then by like the end of the week you're like man if i no one eats it it's gonna go bad i gotta eat it and then finally the day you go to eat it someone's throwing it out because it's gone bad yeah and now you've missed that last quarter that beat like that exactly feels like that happened to you recently just based off how vividly that was no but that happens to me sometimes and i get very fucking angry (laughs) um (laughs) but there's but there's that i think the fact that it feels like a very, very large portion mm-hmm. of grads from just our year, from from just our year, there's many, but then from the year above, the year below, all the other years just at Humber, the all the people in Ontario and Canada worldwide, all the design grads, well, not all, but a lot of them almost almost feels like most of them feeling the same way mm-hmm. is a bit like, well, it's not just like, you know, a few of them. And it's like, well, it's probably their fault. If there's only them. But, you know, the common denominator is the fucking schools. Right. Yeah. Like, I think there are and there's I think there's reasons why grads are finding value in going back to school for like, especially these like shorter term online programs like offsite and finding more and brain station too, brain to station stuff like that finding more value in that then yeah i think there is something missing in schools that like they need to change they need to work on which i think what makes me scared is i don't think it will change on their end because no. they know they don't have changed it and they're still going to make a lot of money and get students coming in regardless so they don't have to change mm-hmm. which is really upsetting and then I think the employers need to change. Mm-hmm. Cause like we talk about all the time, like I think the creative creative industry does get shafted quite a bit because like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, one of the go-to programs, how many between us two, how many people did we go to high school with that went into nursing? Right? 
most of them. Because a lot of people, a lot of people want to help people. That's great. And also, it is one of those fields where it's like, not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed in life, but like, there's a good option. You're going to get a job out of school. There's yeah. There's always going to be a need for right? medical care. So like, that's great. And there's a lot of industries are like that. With creative industry, not so much because mm-hmm. when you're shopping for an employee for someone to hire there's a subjectiveness to it right like there's Mm -hmm. a greater level of subjectiveness like how good you think this person is based on their work and it's not just can they complete this task it's like well like you know is this person really better than this person well they might just not like your style of work or whatever right yeah and with how much they're asking for it's like well mm. again if it was like just me out of our our just our graduating year that's like can't find a job it's like well maybe that's probably my fault maybe i do yeah. suck or i'm doing something wrong or whatever right but when it's like the majority of the people are all just from our year and just our program are all saying the same thing of like well we can't even get a design job because they're all looking for years and years experience and like literally looking for the absolute prodigy of a fucking designer like a a professional already Mm -hmm. but just out of school and want to pay us like very low money it's like it's really fucking difficult to find a job and when everyone's expressing that same worry and experience it's like okay that's got to change there's a systemic issue at play but then also i don't think that group is going to change that problem because they don't have to change they're always going to want they're always going to have grads design grads competing for jobs and for them it probably works because the more competition the better they're going to get right the better solution they're going to get and then the third big problem which is the students themselves which unfortunately i think is the only one i kept the group that will change Mm -hmm. and maybe that's part of like how the world works like that group we have to change we have to adapt to it someone has to change in order to spur you know, everybody else well that we on. have to adapt to the to the the lack of school and the mm-hmm. lack of opportunities and somewhere b- between those mm-hmm. two experiences we gotta adapt to figure out a way of right. getting more out of the school and getting more out of ourselves for the for a job right like that was deep. I think the guy was, you know, we're all very hard on ourselves. And when I look at myself, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I don't think like we just said, I don't think school really gave us the full pie. Mm -hmm. And I think employer, a lot of employers are being really unfair and not giving people opportunities. But is that an excuse to like sit here and expect work, right? Which yeah. it isn't like you got to fucking go out there and take it. Right. Like you can't just, if you, if you're a creative person, you're like, I'll just put stuff on my Instagram. I have a LinkedIn and I'll sit here and employers will come to me. It's like, no, unless you're already yeah. kind of well-known and you're famous or whatever, like that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah, feeling entitled to the work is not the solution at all. No, 
which I think some maybe people that's part of the problem that. is that some of the students some feel do. entitled to the work. Yeah, some get it was like, oh, I have a degree. You know, I'm, I'm this good. I can get a job, right? But I, just, I don't know. It's a weird. It's just, it's just. I think a little interesting when you, when you, like you said, when you realize there's like everyone's feeling the same thing. You're like, mm-hmm. if everyone's feeling it, then like systemically there's there's an issue yeah it's not any one of our faults like you know there's there's some other rooted problems that should probably get addressed Mm -hmm. right but when they're ignored and simply said oh that's the way the industry is that's just like tucking the problem under the rug and hoping someone will forget about it or hoping that you'll retire before it ever is your problem that bothers me because it's such like that's like the the ultimate excuse from the previous generation to say to the mm-hmm. younger next younger That's generation just how it is right because it's like the 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 older generation is always gonna like look down on the newer generation right mm-hmm. be like oh you're entitled or you want just things given to you or whatever it's like that's just how it is you gotta fight for stuff this is how the industry is and it's like well well it wasn't always like that. You know, the people, the generation before you guys had it differently and you guys complained and they said, this is what it is. But since then it's changed. And why can't the industry continue to change, right? Again, if it was a few people being pissed off, okay, maybe not. Maybe it's on the individuals, but the majority of people are all saying the same shit. It's like, yeah, you know, it's... That's the thing. It's a a bit funny. Offsite... I think Brain Station 2 has only been going on for a year. I think they're new, like both Offsite and Brain Station are new ventures. Mm. I think Brain Station is based out of Toronto. Because oh, cool. I was down when I was downtown the other day, I walked past a Brain Station building. Oh wow. So I don't know. I don't know what I don't know the full details about it. I probably look, sh- probably should look into that at least. Um but judging by the popularity of those things after only one year, it's saying you think something. Of how long, yeah, you think of how long these giant educational institutions have been around. Like how long has the RCA been, been well, even an, just, an, an accredited institution? Even just Humber ID, right, has been since, what, the 60s? Yes. 70s? 60s, 70s? 70s, I want to 70s? say. 70s? School started in 67, so... Okay, so I think ID was like the 70s, right? I yeah, believe. I'll, uh, I'll Google it quickly. And that's just that school. Yeah, the RCA has been around for longer than that, for sure. I would think so, anyways. RCA has been was around before time was invented. That's what it seems like. <laughs> oh, IT program. No, I want the ID program. That's what it seems like. Yeah, I just... You know... It's... It's annoying. Yeah. It's one of those problems though where it's like each of those three kind of people are blaming each other on what the problem is. Yeah. The employers are like, why are all the students it's like just like the election right now? Yeah, well yeah, God. The, the you know, the schools are like, Well, the students just aren't getting it's up to them. We're not gonna hold their hands, it's up to them to get the most out of the program. And the students mm-hmm. are like, Well, we're paying you, we should get everything we can you know we need some support we need some help better prepare us and then these jobs and employers being unfair and then the employers like well it's competitive we're gonna get, we have to try and get the best candidate we can yeah you know 
which is also like you don't need a fucking johnny ives prodigy to like do your simple graphic design fucking instagram social media post for medium small size company relax you guys aren't that special yeah ladies and gentlemen chill please it's like all these like jobs you see sometimes you're like man if i was like a freelancer and you were my client i would charge way more than that for that work yeah it's funny how that works right yeah i don't yeah it's it's a strange thing it's a very strange thing it's funny though i've been thinking more and more recently of like what i said a while ago of like I really see myself doing my own thing. Like with that's a big design company, the more time goes on, the more I don't want to work for anyone else. (laughs) Right. And I I honestly, I'm at the point where I don't even care if that's an entitled, whatever thing to think. Like, I don't care. Like I don't Mm. want to do it anymore. I'm so sick of it. And Mm. I'm really at the point where it's like, well, you know, if no one wants to open the door for me, like I, I'm going to fucking build my own freaking door and step through it myself and then open it. And step back through it the other way and then open it again, step through it and just fucking go back and forth through the door. And then just rip Use the door it as much as I want. Yeah. You don't even need a door anymore at that point. Yeah. And then I'm going to leave that door open through. for fucking other people because I'm not an asshole. And <laughs> mm. I want to work with cool people and have more cool things be made rather than make it so competitive that you're like the best of the best random person from across the planet. You can do this 1% better than everyone else. Like, yeah. gets the job. It's like, fuck that, man. I'm not interested. Yeah, it's not what you want you know. at all. Because then it's, it's just not productive collectively. There's no productivity to be found there. No. That's where you get the the gross competition in the first place. That's the thing. Competition is good, but it's like, come on. like. But cutthroat competition is not. Fucking chance, dude. Like, competition is good when it, like, motivates the other people when it and this like happens a lot it's a common thing in australia called tall poppy syndrome where the people that rise to the top are the ones to get beaten down and cut down and shafted right a if you're looking at it from a poppy perspective it's because the tall ones grow up and you want to pick those to make opium right or just because they're pretty and when a person does that they find success they do their thing but then other people bring them down because they're above, proverbially speaking, what they're at. And they feel inadequate comparing themselves to them. Comparison is the death of joy. I don't remember who said that, but it was a quote. It's a good one. Big brain, big brain guy. Not Hemingway, some other guy. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't remember how we got on that tangent, but collectively i think we're because i've been meaning to reach out to hector silva who's the guy who started offsite Mm. um to see if he wants to come on the podcast and chat so hopefully he says yes i haven't reached out to him yet but that'll hopefully be within the next week or so that we do that get him on and that'll be kind of cool yeah that'd be be pretty cool cool, actually that'd be really really cool be good for you to ask him questions too right because yeah he's met me a couple times just through zoom and stuff like for offsite but you as a technically you're a prospective student you haven't shut down the idea of, of doing offsite i haven't shut down but i've also got a porsche to pay for right now <laughs> sounds like a you problem yeah i'd I, I take the porsche though you can do both 
You do both. I, yeah. Only I could start. It's a, it's a matter. Fans, it's a matter of financials because it does cost money. But knowing that it's there as a resource in the future, yeah. Like who's to say it's it's this year? It could be in three years. Probably get more out of it then than you would if you took it now. You know, possibly. So Very there's possible. also that. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get him on the show sometime soon. And uh, I think that wraps up Friday. Mm. Put a nice little bow on it. And uh, if you like bows as well, like bow and arrows, crossbows, compound bows, we can design that. Send us an email to highbigdesigncompany.com and we will wrap our compound bow upon your proverbial present, which is your design, which we will do and help you with. Right. Please. Please. Or visit the website, www.bigdesigncompany.com and uh, podcast questions, hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Mm. Enjoy your car show tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, should be lots of fun. Beautiful weather. Should be. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Seb going to buy you lunch? I'm sure not. I'm sure you <laughs> won't, but that's fine. Yeah, I will buy not. myself lunch. Good idea. And then eat it in the car yeah. and spill it. I'll make sure to wipe no, my don't do greasy that. hands over his mini. Oh no, I have too much respect for cars to do that. I'm not a psychopath. No, you're not an animal. No, not an animal. People with food and cars is a whole other episode. Yeah, it's. I don't know where I now. Yeah, I don't know. Depends on whose car. Depends on the, car, the is, car as well. And the car. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tackle that next week. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process. Okay.